Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Ultimate Movie Marathon Podcast. I am your host, Chris Sachs, here with my co-host and cousin, Neil Carroll. Welcome back. This is a film with few saving graces in it. Yeah. Shockingly few. But there are they're there, but it's it's surprisingly little. Yeah, so good sell for uh, people mm. to follow through and listen to the whole podcast there. Um, I'm a truth teller. I'm a teller of truth. But we're going to be, that's it. We're going to be honest. Uh, we are on to our next film in our Batman movie marathon. That is 1997's Batman and Robin. Correct. Here's, let's just jump in right at Clooney. Let's deal with Clooney. Because I am a Clooney fan. I dig it. I, I, I mean, when he's doing things, here's what it is. Circa the 90s Clooney, you had, uh, you know, he was on ER. He got mainstream. He started out in Roseanne. He mm-hmm. really kind of hits big. His other Bat movie was um, From Dust Till Dawn, a Quentin Tarantino right. um, other guy joint. Correct. And then he goes on and he does like odd Coen brother movies or odd movies like this. And I think he, like Bruce Willis, without all the, the shittiness, he does his best work in weird films. But I can't believe he was not compelling in this at all. He was the least interesting part of this movie. Well, you how know, do you feel like, about that? Chris O'Donnell does exist in this movie, so I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put George I, behind Chris O'Donnell. All right, but at least geriatric, arthritic Chris O'Donnell is is trying his best to swing from those ropes. What is George's excuse? He's the, he's not like, and I don't he mean is, this as a knock on George. He's, he's mailing it in. Yeah, that's fair. No, I don't think any of the acting is good in this. Inclu- no, Alicia Silverstone was not a yes. good addition whatsoever. None of it. A lot of problems with her character that I have. Yeah. Very, very interesting how where they went with that. She and again, her fresh off the fame of Clueless and the It Girl for a minute, and then she she caught a lot of flack uh, in, during this movie. They gave her a lot of guff about her bat suit like apparently she put on a pound or two during filming and there was like a story that went out that they had to make alterations in the suit and the early early internet like was just it it just proves that the internet has never been a good barometer of of how people can be because the worst people seem to find their way onto the internet and they just made fun of her and it was terrible yeah, I, I don't like the weird. acting. I have I've no never, problem with her appearance. Yeah, that, I, I wouldn't have even, like, that wasn't even something that... Yeah, no, but when I, I was going I back, I came across that. You know who else popped up in this? Another It Girl from the 90s? Did you catch Elle McPherson? As, like, I did the, not. She's George, Clooney's, uh, like, love interest. Oh, really? Yeah, the girl who's, like, trying to talk about marriage with him. Oh. That, yeah, yeah that went right over my head, right over my head. Um, let's just let's go into the beginning here, right? And we get first of all the Robin symbol 
oh, yeah. that they tried to make cool wasn't cool. Terrible. Not just, good. just gross. What a, a horrible attempt at that. And then just right off the bat, we're getting eh, right off the bat. Get it? <laughs> um, we're getting just zoom ins on some bat nips. And I and wrote the, the crotch shots. Yes. And the, the ass shot. Just why? He doubled down on that. I from Batman forever thought this was brilliant. He doubled down my second note. Okay. Uh, my first note is they totally moved away from the Burtony open. My second note is bat ass at 17 seconds. I mean, it's like, come on, people. There's literally just a big, big screen, 14 foot high bat ass shot that's unnecessary. I don't know. The only, you know, and the saving grace there was like the wall of weapons. They did a, you know, obviously a new Batmobile, which is the worst of the series. And uh, the wall of weapons was kind of good. I, I I get that. I dig that. Yeah. You know, I, I, it, none of it was really good to me, including I think this is the worst Batmobile. Oh, yes. It's the worst Batmobile. The only this is also the worst Batmobile. Yeah, no, there's no, there's not even a discussion. And we get like this is the movie, I think, that launched the toys, the Batman toy world. Like there were so many mm-hmm. toys of this movie, and you could tell they did like three costume changes. They did, they had two versions of the Batmobile. They had a, a Robin cycle, you know, Batgirl, and it was like it was just. It was just a, it was toy chaos. I think this movie. Yeah. That's, that's exactly it. I think that's a very good point. That's exactly it was they were trying to sell toys. That's what they were doing with the majority of this. And you remember the toys, like the, everything in the nineties was very like extra and over the top. Oh, So Dr. Freeze's suit, he looks like that's extreme. Like, the Batmobile is extreme and lights up and has all, all that stuff going on. Neon like, world. It, yeah. It's, it's too, you know, oh, talk about extreme. Here's a note I made. Why so much branding in the cave itself? Like Batman knows he's in the bat cave, but right. there's bat symbols everywhere in the cave. There's like <laughs> little bat insignias on the weapons. There's all, I was looking at that scene, comparing it to Tim Burton's Batman 89 and even Batman Returns. Like, there's no, there's no fanfare. Like, there's no BS in those Batcaves. Yeah, well, you know what it could be? It could be, you know, Bruce Wayne, he's a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Eventually, he's going to retire from being Batman. And he's setting himself up to maybe franchise the Batcave. Franchise you know, it out. Do some tours yeah. in the Batcave. That's what it looks like. Get a lot like. of people in there. You know, Crazy. I think that's probably what he's doing. Um, the first action sequence that we get. Yes. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnie. Is Mr. Freeze. He's robbing a place. He has his ice skating goons that are really on rollerblades. Uh, this ballet of an opening was the worst thing to sit through. Batman Watching, on ice? Oh, Batman on ice was... It Except was not horrible. on ice, they're on rollerblades. Oh, my God. Exactly. 
literally on rollerblades and trying to pretend like those are ice skates. It was, it sucked. That whole thing sucked. I don't know who. Also, what was this wire act that was going on? Like the mo- the movements they were making did not correspond to reality. You want to talk about things that are unrealistic. Go ahead. This was the biggest, I think, faux pas of the whole entire scene is when Robin makes his entrance. Yes. He jumps through the, the wall or the door and the hole in the wall that gets left behind yeah, is in like the shape of the Robin symbol. I know. Why what? so much branding? How would that have happened? This was, was a live ridiculous. action cartoon. That it, it was. It was completely like slapstick. Um, again, like Absolutely. just the fact that they were trying to make it seem like at least pretend that you're trying that you're trying yes. because the 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 floor is supposed to be iced over right and they're trying to be like okay these guys are on ice skates but they're not like i keep going but they're they are I, like you here's, get full visible shots of the rollerblades that correct. these people are on so it's like you're they not even attempting to, to make it seem hide like it. you're doing what you're doing right it was it was shameful. Like it, it was not good directing. It was not good cinematography. They, they did. It was, it was shameful. I'm go- We have to talk about Arnold, but first, why is there a spaceship at all? The, the opening it, scene has ends with them in a spaceship. A straight up rocket ship. It's a rocket ship His, that just it, it, takes off from the, from the museum. Also, it what goes from fu- a tank into a rocket ship. Correct. Why? And then he has wings. Which was brilliant because that's another toy. Wings not included. Wings sold right. separately. They were like, okay, he's Buzz Lightyear now. Oh, my God. I, the whole rocket ship thing, I was sitting there like I was putting exclamation points next to my rocket ship why question. It's horrendous. Having said that, as an adult rewatching this movie, Arnold Schwarzenegger is not the worst part of this movie i actually i think he might be some of the best part of it who's that arnold arnold yes i agree his uh, the ice man cometh and all his puns he is fantastic yes him leaning into the puns he's someone like people don't give him credit enough but he understood the assignment and understood that he was not signing you are right something serious you he are one hundred percent right. And he's had, he's done roles like that before. Things like Kindergarten Cop, yes. Twins, yes. like all the comedies that he's done. He understood when he signed up for this movie. This was a comedy. This was not a right. movie to take serious. But and so here's, I'm all for his performance. Let's praise. Let's keep you know laying it on for Arnold. Let's praise him another way. People don't appreciate. He's like this big hulking mass. He's this action star. He's an incredibly funny actor. Yes. He understands comedy. He has great timing. And like all comedic actors, they are able to do pathos well. Like they're able to be vulnerable. And yep. there's moments in this movie where like he's he's kind he's acting. Like he's really making me feel like he loves this Nora character. I feel like if they did a version of Sub-Zero from the cartoon and the comic and all that where mm-hmm. you know it's like at the end you know it's like nora and it's this voice that's monotone because he's 
I think Arnold might actually do a good job as a serious version of this. Uh, yeah, I think he could have as well. Um, but he was doomed to failure because the movie sucks. Let's move. Yes. Unless you have a trajectory, I, I was going to take us uh, down the actors. I was going to go to Uma because now we end up in the jungle of Brazil well, or wherever. Briefly, because the one thing that we like to do is trying to explain the villain's grand scheme, right? Oh, we yes, have indeed. three villains. So let's stick yes. with Mr. Freeze uh, briefly. One, this is an overall complaint. Is like <laughs> the man is a doctor. Correct. He should be smarter than this. If, and he would be... Like knowing those who have doctorates, whether they are medical doctors or not. Right. I feel like the majority of them are insistent upon being called doctor. Doctor. And will point it out when you don't call them doctor. So the fact that Mr. Freeze is just leaning into Mr. Freeze while he's clearly a scientist. Oh, yes. He'd want to be Dr. Freeze. But that's, I agree. that is a complaint overall yes. um, for the, the whole of the Batman franchise because that's in the comics and everything. But um, here's, here's where I'm, what I'm gathering. He's, ultimately, he's trying to save his wife, right? His Correct. wife has an uh, uncurable to date. McGregor's disease, syndrome. McGregor's syndrome. And he uh, cryogenically freezes her in order to give himself enough time to find the cure to McGregor's syndrome. And he actually finds a cure, but it's only a cure for the beginning stages. Yes. Of McGregor's syndrome, um, which she is beyond. Now here's where he loses me. He needs diamonds. Yes. As fuel. As fuel for his suit his suit and for his experiments and stuff like that why does he need like he seems like he has a lot of money it's why does he need to rob the diamonds when he could just buy them because he has enough money for his entire frozen laboratory yes a tank that turns into a rocket ship correct but he needs to steal this one diamond i yeah I, I'm with you there. Let's, the man needs a financial advisor. He ASAP. does. He needs a financial advisor. They also like just go with there was an accident. He's all jacked up. So now he's a villain as opposed to any kind of character development. Correct. Like they try to seem like, okay, maybe he's a anti-hero like by the end. A little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? But still. But like so, Penguin, yeah. his parents hated him. They tried to drown him. I get why he grows up messed up. Joker's right. already a criminal. He just gets scarred and deformed, but he's already a criminal. Right. You know, and then we get to Batman Forever. Two-Face gets brain damage. So, okay. But like once we get to Batman and Robin, it's like, oops, he fell into the ice stuff. Now everyone in America has to hate him. And he's a villain. Why don't right. we show some compassion? I agree. I, and the only one who does show compassion is Batman by the end of the movie. By the end of the movie. Some of the only oh, so a little bit of does. a little bit of selfish compassion though. But we'll 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 talk Correct. about that. Um all right, let's move on to Poison Ivy. Uma, look, let's get it out of the way. Uma's a smoke show. 
19 early 90s uma is one of the more attractive people however this part was it was just it was too hard to take her to try uh, to take her seriously at all i her she was Here, here's it was too over the top here's what? what she reminded me of uh you've watched parks and recreation oh yes Okay, she sounds like when Aubrey Plaza's character, April Ludgate, yeah, when she role plays with Chris Pratt yes. and she pretends to be Janet Snakehole. Yes, that is she was doing an impression Janet of Thurman from this movie. I agree. That's what she one hundred percent. Also, completely over the top. And who is she what? talking to the whole time? She's talking into a tape recorder. Basil Exposition. Exactly. Basil Exposition. We're going to give her a tape recorder and that'll explain that. Yeah. Also, the like the door to the secret lab is just unlocked and it's a giant door that's like not guarded at all and she keeps asking, yeah. "What is he doing back there?" So, until we join the movie, she's never opened that door before. That's always open apparently. Right. Right. She, she just walks through it. Exactly. There was no picking the lock, and then she just opens no. it. No. I thought that was ridiculous. Um, she's over the top. I think the, you know, the outfit. Obviously, she's. A, it was, uh, again, very attractive. But I would have probably done something different today if it was done. It would be drastically different. Absolutely, no question. And um, how do you feel about the total and utter destruction? Of the character of Bane in this uh, movie. That's what I was going to say. I agree with that. that what they yeah. do to Bane in this movie, um, I mean, story-wise is criminal, oh. but also yes. just in general is criminal. He's now a like, henchman. He, they make him a henchman, and Bane right. is not that. And that it makes me appreciate where we'll get to right. the Chris Nolan films and Tom Hardy's Bane so much more. Oh, yes. Because that was a real thing. This is and, just, yeah, he's just a so monster. In they keeping, just turn him into a henchman, mindless monster. Right. In keeping with the the theme of what's the plan of the evildoers, Freeze wants to heal his wife. He gets pissed off at the end because it's believed there was a, a an accident. Well, no sense in, we're going to spoil it. It is yeah. believed Batman kills his wife unhooks her from the freezing thing so he yes. gets pissed he's gonna freeze gotham i would Poison also like to add yeah i would like to also add nora freeze wife yeah nora freeze is in a thing frozen right filled with water but it's water i wanted to so talk about that frozen. too would you agree it's would you just, agree that people our it age it's just bubbles when we think of frozen cryogenic freezing we think of Star Wars, right? Han Solo. You know what I think of? Austin Powers. Austin Powers. Yeah, I agree. So, I think of Austin Powers. Is what I, I mean, but that's what I was saying. So either Austin Powers or Han Solo. And then we see her just floating in water. I'm like, what's happening here? Yeah. But regardless. Yeah. So okay. Poison Anyways, Ivy, she wants point. her, you know, the perennial plan, perennial the earth flowers. Terraformed, the classic terraformed, poison exactly. ivy. So um, she links up with him because lots. he'll kill everything and then from the death will grow the life and all that. Exactly. But in order to... And Bane has no character. Officially get him signed up with mm. this, 
is she is the one who actually killed Nora and unhooked Correct. her and uh, which, blames Batman for it. Which is unnecessary. Brilliant, but extremely cruel. Ex- extremely cruel. Unnecessary. This whole, like, it's a one-woman show thing. I just didn't buy it. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Also, I, is is Arnold smoking a frozen cigar at one point in this movie? Possibly. I, I don't remember, but I do know that here's the one thing I like about Mr. Breeze. Yes. He's like me whenever I get home. I immediately <laughs> change into pajamas and slippers. I did notice. And that is the first thing that slippers. he does every time he goes back to his lair. He is in his horrifying. robe and he's in his little polar bear slippers. Hard, horrified by the whole thing. Shall we? Let's move on to, to Alicia. Let's move on to Alicia. Yes. Okay. Um. Yeah. So they change her character. Oh She's yes. still Barbara, but she's not Barbara Gordon. She's now Barbara Pennyworth, who Correct. is the niece of Alfred. Also, after thirty or forty years, don't you think Alfred might have leaned over? to Bruce and been like, hey, you know, I have a brother with a daughter. Probably, right? Or I have a sister with a daughter. And like, you know, it's like they, they're so shocked that she shows up. They're supposed to be family. She's also a terrible niece. Terrible niece. Because the first thing Spends that no she does is sneaks out. Mm-hmm. That just the, the very first night she comes to stay with Alfred, Uncle Alfred and his boss basically Fact. she sne- sneaks out that's about as inconsiderate as it gets also no english accent from england is she from england was she just sent to england to go to school that was my assumption well, because there was no attempt at an english accent that she's yeah. actually american there was but no attempt at explaining her the background niece of alfred you'd presume she'd be english because his brother would also be english so and the sister the with for whom she's the daughter of uh, I'm going to throw this one out at you. Probably the only uh, nice thing, the black tactile neck. There was a lot of use of the tactile neck, the black turtleneck that's used as a tactile weapon. Okay. The, ta- the tactile neck. Yes, I like that throughout the movie. And is and then again, there's this whole storyline of she goes to see like the Tuck Alfred in at night, which was adorable. Um, and he's telling her about his brother. I have to find my brother. And again, we find out so that he can come to the States and take over because Alfred's going to have some struggles. Is the whole family butlers? Did no one aspire to like anybody want to be a mechanic? Apparently, apparently. Well, let's, let's segue now into the Alfred of it all. Because I feel like this is actually where the heart of the film is. It's with Alfred. And essentially, from the get-go, we know something's wrong, right? They're, they're we know kind of up. alluding he's to slow. it. And by the end yeah. of it, we figure out that he's sick and he happens to have McGregor's disease. McGregor's. And I think though, like the scenes with Alfred were all where the most genu- genuine moments were, 100%. I felt like. 100%. Um, he was kind of the heart and soul of the movie, which is unfortunate that this was such a bad movie. And that's your boy, Michael Go. That's my boy. Listen, I, and you from day one of this podcast, from Batman 1989, I have sung Michael Go's praises. He, he has been the spine of that universe of Batman uh, and largely one of the best things in it. The, 
just to just to backtrack a minute, how easy do you think it is to just find the drag racing ring in every community? That was such a big part of this. Probably movie. very difficult. Here's it, maybe it's because we're on the East Coast Possibly. and our roads are are jagged more and crowded curvy. and jagged. Yeah. And maybe it's more of a West Coast thing. But like, never in my life have I even heard of a uh, uh, street racing happening never. in real life. Yeah, I'm sure it does. So but like, I don't know. Uh, for uh, it's a uh, no for me, dog. You know, 17, 18 year old girl from yeah. England to I think she's supposed to be younger in this movie actually from and, England to come over and immediately find the race. Exactly. Come on. On day one. On motorcycles, nonetheless. For which she steals one. So she doesn't even have a motorcycle to begin Stole with. Stole the motorcycle. Stole it. I, that but whole thing was at, stupid. But she's also great at, at driving a motorcycle. Uh, exactly. She's but like she doesn't have one of her own. Ridiculous. Come on. Uh, shout out to... Yes, yeah, so Michael Go has McGregor syndrome. We got to deal with that. Shout out to Vivica A. Fox, because it's the 90s. And she was like the snow princess for yes, all sorts of things. She was. She so was. That was nice. I was surprised to see her. Uh, I'm going through my list here. Gossip Gertie comes back. All right. That was nice. She's been in several of these yes. live action Batman movies. Correct. Um, the jungle theme at the, whatever it is, the auction. Interesting choice. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, they needed it because Poison Ivy. Right. So we're so in the I middle of a city. We don't know that. if it's winter or not because we I can't tell if it's the cold is just coming from Mr. Freeze or if it's summer. So I have no idea what the hell time of year it is. We're in a jungle setting for an auction. We're frozen the other half of the time. The whole yep. thing, it, it needed to pick a lane. Uh, there's, always a, there's also always some sort of event in these yes. movies that is there, true. there was the one in um off the top of my head there was the one in batman returns where that's the bruce wayne goes to the event and meets up with selena kyle there yeah oh yeah um, yeah the ball there's, right there's the one that um edward nigma um yes throws, um where um bruce wayne is about to be hypnotized by the tv but thing at and now this, this event this at event. this event, we get the entire Bat Universe's worst moment, I think. Wow. Yes. What's I'm going to say it, and you tell okay. me if you agree. When he pulls the Bat Visa out of his belt to bid on, the, on Poison Ivy, I was like, we have derailed. Yeah, that was horrendous. Also, like, let's just tell the whole world. Yes, I'm one of the four millionaires that live in this community. You I know? mean, that's a pretty much of a, a giveaway, right? Oh, my God. A giveaway as to who he is. Yeah. They, you know, as far as like, so that was the, the utility belt. As far as the bat suits go, I, you know, this is horrible to believe, but I think I actually prefer the Robin suit from Batman Forever than in this one. I thought this one was just a bat suit. Like, it was just black. Yeah, that's that's what it was. It was a, a very, very, very dark red. So and you this couldn't is, distinguish it. This is how you get, I think, this is how you get um, 
X-Men in the year 2000 and, and their black suits. Absolutely. Because they, they wanted to be take, they wanted to be taken serious. Right. But for all the wrong reasons. Correct. Correct. For all the wrong reasons. And then they didn't do anything serious. They wanted the aesthetics of being serious without, without actually giving you any substance to be Correct. serious. We get uh, Arkham Asylum again in this movie, but it's much different than the Arkham we saw in Batman Forever. Correct. It's like up on a hill. It looks like the, the moon door building from Game of Thrones. Uh, what else? Did Je- so was, I think Jesse the Body Ventura was a guard. I think I noticed him. I have to go oh, back. Really? Yes. I think he was I think he was the guy that put Freeze in the room and they brought him in inside a refrigerator. Did you catch this? Yes, that yeah. I caught. That I, I mean, caught. what are we doing? Just what are we doing here? However, I did like the cold zone thing. That was neat like he has to stay in that zone. And then when he gets out of it, that redness on his face. I, that was a good um, effect. But my thing with the cold zone, mm. it's just, it's air. How yeah. can you control where it goes? Just that one zone being cold and the rest being hot. How? Uh-huh. How? How does, how does Arkham Asylum have that kind of tech? They're not science doctors. They're the whole place looks run down and yet they have that high tech like machinery. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. They have well, because the, here's the contrast. You have all this high tech machinery, but on the streets you still have the neon gang who decided uh-huh. to paint their chains neon now. So that all the policemen know exactly yes. where they are. I just like come it, find me. I'm I'll be in neon down hard. in the alley. It's that hard. has that happens to have black light. Right. And then it's like, and then you go into regular lighting where you can't see the neon, but the cops like they're not gonna catch these guys. Like arrest the guy with schmutz on his face. <laughs> like that's that's your man. He's uh, clearly was, the bad guy. Oh my god, it was horrible. So I I then took some notes here. Uh, about, let's see, like I talked about Al and Arnold, the only ones who are like emoting in this film at all. Yes. I, and then I took some like rando notes. So I'm going to run down this. I like okay, that. Let's hear it. I like that the, the hideout is called Snowy Cones. <laughs> he's, he's hiding. I didn't out. pick up on that, but that's funny. yeah. Right? He's hiding out at snowy cones. And then uh, it's like, also, I feel like, again, for the cops, for Gordon, like, let's check there. The closed down frozen place. Probably. Probably a good. Maybe it's just so on the nose. Yes. That that's that's why it works. Um, I like the frozen tear. There's a frozen tear on... uh, on Arnold's face, which was a nice scene. Um, also, okay. I, I wrote this down. CD protector. Did you catch this when he takes the CD out of the thing and then puts it in this little lockbox? I didn't. I didn't catch oh. that. And this is so 90s. Like, this is something, if you show yeah. this to a person, they'd not know what the hell that is. Yep. 
So I put CD yep. protect protector. Um, I I put the jump would kill them when they jump out of Arkham. Like that's just well the other the size of a skyscraper. Jump, the other jump that would have killed them was when they jumped out of the rocket ship and like air surfed. Yes, a hundred. Which correct. also, how Not are those boards sticking to their feet? Not a thing. How? Doesn't exist. No. Uh, also, now I'm I'm getting towards the end here. Like, a does did we decide? It's so Alfred is making these suits. We're just that's what he does. He's making all these. Suits. I mean, if he is, that's a talent. It is a talent. Despite the fact that we don't like the suits, the fact that a old, I respect fragile craftsmanship is exactly respectable yes. craftsmanship given uh, the circumstances and, and the person doing it. Absolutely. Such a toy grab, these suits. Um, and then I kind of close with her. I mean, there's some other randoms here because we're going to do our, uh, we're going to talk about our favorite items and all this stuff. Yeah. I close with her plant turns on her at the end. So they go to a yes. ivy and her giant sunflower like eats her up. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about this. Why? Right. For what right. reason does it do that? I and do why does that. it kill her instantly? Like, did it kill her? I'm assuming it did. No, no, why? no. It, because she ends up at Arkham with Mr. Freeze. Which is another. That's thing. right, but why did the flower? Why does the flower attack? They do no ex- explaining it. It's just this movie has to end at right. some point, so we'll just do this. I see. That's the, exactly what I think happened, and I don't like it. Don't like it at all. It, I ridiculous. thought that was stupid. Yep, uh, completely ridiculous. Do you? And it was want way to... too easy to kill Bane. Too. Way too easy to kill Bane. Like this poor guy. For years, so from 1997 or eight, I think this was, up to what was it, 2014, like 2012, maybe. You, we had to live with that as Bane, as live action Bane. Absolutely, like that's what I, growing up, thought Bane was. Right. Until we got Christopher Nolan Bane, and I kind of learned more about it. It's like, oh no, he was never that. It was yeah. only from the. It was only from like the cartoons and and this movie that he seemed like a mindless um, pench creature. Um, all right, let's get into some segments. First let's of which, let's talk about uh, let's talk about bat murders. Which yeah. Um, I've been saying that it's a it's a Batman body count, but apparently, like these days with the young kids, that means something else now. Oh, okay. So I'm going to stop saying that. Yeah, apparently a body the... count is is something different. All right. Um, what, what's what the kids are know, saying? It's back, it's, back in uh, our day. It was like to... something. The kid, you know, murders. The, how many? Yeah, murders. That's what it's it murders. was. Yeah. <laughs> now nowadays it means the, uh, how many uh, people you've been with or something? Relations. Yep, apparently. Oh, I oh, see. Yeah. Uh, that's that's okay. the new thing with the the kids these days. So. We're just going to call these bat murders. Um, bat murders. I did not count any murders for uh, Batman himself. However, yeah, Robin and Batgirl. Oh yeah, are both complicit in Bane's death, where they just leave Bane 
to die, die and run right past him instead of saving him. Fact. Which they yeah. could have done. Complacent in his death. I'm with you 100%. Um, Other than that, you're right. No bat murders in this. Frankly, not a lot of batness. Like, there's no real Not a lot of bat in general. We barely no. talked about George Clooney, but there wasn't really a need to because he's not exactly. really in it much. Um, Nor is he Okay, the... The now you're just showing off gadget of the movie. Neil, what is yours? All right. I I wanted to say the I was thinking of the spaceship, but I'm going with the bat heaters because if you okay. notice, so and there's two versions, and I'm gonna choose privilege here and use use both versions. There's the bat like laser heater, where he just shoots yes. the thing into the water, and that scientifically does yep. the job. Yep. yep. And then there's the scene where he puts this metal thing with a red light at the feet of the frozen people, and you just see this pools of water flushing down, like. I have never seen anything heat something up that fast. Yeah. So I think that I'm going killing with that. the people without melting exactly. the person. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm going. Um, with that. Okay. Mine is the uh, is Batman's uh, Robin child lock. Batman. Oh, on the, on the motorcycle. Hilarious. Yes. Where he wants to attempt the jump, and yes. Batman just turns on child lock. That's and, right. And makes it so that he can't. It, the motorcycle stalls out. Forty-five year old um, that, child was, that made me laugh. So that was my uh, gadget of, of the movie. Um, best scene for you? For me, <clears throat> I'm gonna say. All right. So I made a note, and I kind of mentioned it earlier, but I think the best scene in the film the best shot and the best performed has no dialogue it's that scene where he's looking at his wife watching the the replay of the videos and that that tear he rolls one tear and it freezes i like that yep because that's the only thing in the movie that felt like like gravitas like interesting you know so i think that was the best scene yeah, I, I mine were actually just the ones with Bruce and Alfred talking one on one. I thought those were nice. Okay. Though there were they were nice, genuine conversations. I wrote this down. This is not uh, my best line, but there was this exchange mm-hmm. where uh, Bruce says, "Is it always my way or the highway?" And Alfred says something, which like again, they're trying to be like. A family. They're trying to, they're but the writers are trying to make it seem like there's some weight to this movie, and there isn't. Right. But this would right. be fitting in another Batman movie where Alfred says, "Why, yes, actually, death and chance stole your parents, but rather than become a victim, you have done everything in your power to control the fates. For what is Batman if not an effort to master the chaos that sweeps our world? That attempts to control really? death itself. Like that was a deep." insight from alfred to come out of this movie um i agree is, is it earned no not in right. any way does this movie earn something like that um but 
I thought that was nice. So that was my favorite scene. I approve. I think I, I think I like that. I may have to make some adjustments here. I like that. That having been, been said, what is your best line? <sighs> I'm, I'm trying to read my writing because I wrote something down here. What is your favorite line while I decipher my words? Mine, and this is going to be quick. Mine yeah. is uh, Bane just repeatedly saying bomb every time he yes. plants a bomb. That was my yeah. favorite line. Okay, I like that. That uh, was funny. And there's a lot of like one-liners from Arnold that could qualify, but that I thought for whatever reason that that made me laugh. So that was my favorite line. I okay. I'm going to say this. It's one word. My here's my here's my favorite line because I think it was the most stupid line. And I was when they said it, I was like, I can't believe I a I can't believe I watched this as a child as it's eight-year-old or whatever it was and b i was like i can't believe they just let this stupid line be in a movie um when he's depleted and they have yep. to go back to the hideout to get the diamonds yeah poison ivy turns to him and says i'll help you grab your rocks and i was like this is fun this is stupid i'm in i am in <laughs> I am an hour and a half into just stupidity. Uh, but the other thing I wrote down because I really, really enjoyed this delivery was when Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, is looking at something. Mr. Free, I forget what he was looking at. Oh, my God. And it's like, he's like, indoor plumbing. Wow. Or whatever he said. But the way he says, Wow. I was like, that's <laughs> hilarity at its finest. It was like, so, oh, no, no, no. It was, I think it had to do with Bane. It's like, you know, and he does this. Wow. It was just great. Just great. And now that we've come to the conclusion, sir, this movie was uh, poor. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that in our updated rankings, this is it's last bad. and nothing else has changed. No. Um, I, I still have Batman Returns at the top, mm. and then it goes Batman, uh, 1989, Mask of the Phantasm, Batman Forever, and in very much in last place, Batman and Robin. And I don't think that's going to change. Anything is going to be worse than the last two that we watched. So the no. good news for those who have listened through these it's last uphill. two episodes and watched with us, this is the bottom. Yeah. There's only up from here. Only. This is the bottom. Not going to get worse. We're about to have uh, the next movie is Batman Begins, our first foray into the Christopher Nolan Batman verse. Uh, very excited to watch this trilogy. And then we have a, a nice little sprinkling of Lego Batman, which I think yes. is actually kind of underrated. And I'm a little excited to go back and revisit that one. And then ending on uh the batman which was is is our new um our new take on batman from matt reeves um but that's gonna do it for us for this episode thank you all for listening to the ultimate movie podcast we will be back again with batman begins if you're enjoying the podcast 
please like, subscribe, rate, review, wherever it is that you're listening. We are on all the major <laughs> podcast platforms, and we are on Neil's website, glued to the screen.com. That's glued the number two screen.com. Neil, what do you got to say to the people? Marathon, everybody.